Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. All right. Um, so this is Linda Coffey with the ATRA Project, and I am so excited today. I'm at uh, the SARE Our Farms, Our Future conference in St. Louis, and I just met the most interesting women, and I'm delighted that you would agree to speak with us yes. for the podcast today. So I have here Courtney Ross and her mother, Audrey Hollis, with the United People Community Organization Market and Farm. Yes. And uh, Courtney, I'm so pleased to hear your story, and thank you for agreeing to share. No um, would you just tell our listeners what it is that you're involved with? And start at the beginning, because I think that's really a great story. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with my work in the community where I live. I actually started a daycare, and in the daycare, uh, we had land in the back where I could start a community garden. And, excuse me, what community do you live in? I don't think I said. Um, North St. Louis City. Yeah. Yes. And um, in starting the garden, I noticed that when the children were able to go out and plant, harvest, and then cook the food that we had planted and harvested, they it, it made them want to try fresh and better foods. You know, taking part in preparing it was a big deal. Before it was like, oh, it's green. I don't want to eat it. <laughs> but when it's them taking it out of the ground, yes. taking it, washing it, cleaning it, preparing it, it was like, oh my God, this has to be good because I had parts in it. Right, so you they know? were invested in it. Did you teach her how to garden, Miss Audrey? Well, yes, I, she did. I did raise, always had a little spot in our yard, backyard, you know how to do, you know, grow tomatoes. We would grow greens or green beans and peppers, wherever we had space, mm -hmm. any little space. It didn't have to be big, yes. Yeah, so so you, you caught it from, from her and, and then I, you were teaching. Mine is from my grandparents and great-grandparents and great-aunts. Where were they from? Mississippi. Mississippi? Yes. And did they farm? I mean, really had a yeah, farm? Yeah, they had oh, a whole cool. farm. Your grandfather did. Okay, mm -hmm. but now you're in the city. Yes. And can you describe the neighborhood, kind of what the community is like? Yes. Um, there's a lot of vacant properties, a lot of vacant land, a lot of vacant land and properties, um, a lot of children that are either misplaced, like not in homes, homeless, uh, don't have a place to go. Um, a lot of food deserts, like we don't have a corner store where we can go get healthy vegetables and produce. There's a lot of junk food, you know. Right. And spending money in those stores, the money is not actually being spent in the community to make them better. It's being ex extracted and taken somewhere else. So in turn, we don't have healthy food. We don't have income coming into the community to make things better. Mm -hmm. So it's just a no-win situation. Right. And we have people suffering from diabetes, hypertension, and just an overall unhealthy lifestyle because of the foods that they're eating. Right. You said a very sad story about a young woman who's already lost her legs from diabetes. Yes. There's a 17-year-old girl in my community who is actually being pushed around in a wheelchair by her friends because she was not cared for and she has diabetes. She lost her left leg. And so the health issues are huge. They're, they're very huge. And then the, just the... Um, just the food injustice period and yes. the oppression of the community. There's no way to grow. You know right. what I'm saying? If you don't have a way to step up, 
right. or anything to a foundation, I should say. Right. You know, you need something with the schools being the way that they are. Children are graduating with a less than eighth grade education oh. in that community. How are they going to ever have a start? Right. You know what I mean? So, but you're taking action. Yes. So let's describe what, what you're doing. Well, right now we have a market, a community market in Ferguson in the garden that my mother started at our church, which was transported from the church to the Riverview High School across the street. Hmm. So um, children would come out from the high school to work in the garden. And we all, she also started a farm camp where the children can come out, go out to the farms and actually see how farms operate, have an opportunity to fish, harvest, oh cook and prepare meals, and kind of get a feel for what farming is. And um, from there, it's like, uh, we just want to get children more involved, parents more involved in basically rebuilding our community from the ground up with farming literally, and agriculture. Literally, awesome. Because farming can not only produce food, but produce jobs and revenue that can stay into our community so that we can rebuild and sustain. Right, and give a feeling of accomplishment. Accomplishment, yeah, yes. Which was really, and when you it's have a powerful thing it's to be able to provide for yourself and yeah. to have land, land ownership. That's that creates power in itself. Because even if you have a small corner of vacant land, you can grow, produce, and sell. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Feed right. your family. Preserve, feed your family. Feed other families. You know, and just. Yeah. Uh, holistic change, which is really what I want to see happen. I believe that when you farm, you're not you're exercising. And just being a part of the land, growing in the land, that's a healing effect altogether. Right. You know right. what I mean? It uplifts you. I was having a hard time myself not too long ago. I was feeling so depressed and so down, but actually getting out on the farm and doing work yeah. brought me life. Yeah. You know? Something about being outdoors and the right. same. Uh, you know, you talked about working with the youth. Yes. Have you seen some improvements in, in how? Yes, like uh, with my garden that I have in my backyard, there's children that come by all the time because I'm always feeding someone in my neighborhood. <laughs> no one can be hungry where I am. Not animals, no people. If it's stray cats, stray dogs, it doesn't matter. Everybody has to eat. <laughs> so when the children saw that I had the garden in the backyard, they were like, oh, we want to help, we want to help. It's like, well, can we make a few dollars because we don't have money? So when I can, I'll give them a few dollars, and they would come to the yard, help me plant things. Mm -hmm. They helped me put a fence up, or build a greenhouse in back. It's a small one. Wow. You know, but I could just tell that they were so elated about being out there. Work. Oh, I love to work hard. Any oh. other time, you know, children oh. are like, hard work now. That's great. They're like, I love this type of work, you know, getting That's out there great. planting and helping with the chickens and all of it. They just love yeah. it. They love it, it. It's, it empowers them. It empowers right. them. And then they want like, to take... I can do something. Right, right. right. I have an impact. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And what I love a lot about it, too, is when they get out there, they want to run home and tell mom or run mm -hmm. home and tell granny that they were in the garden and they want to take something back. Mm -hmm. So now I'm not only teaching them, but they're teaching their ah. families. So it's going to touch each and every person. Oh, you know, that's wonderful. Yes. That is wonderful. And you have a vision, right? Yes. How would you like to see 
expansion and like what 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 do you got your eyes on Courtney okay <laughs> I would like a large piece of land in North City owned by the city so that we can kind of homestead where we can grow produce we can have animals chickens and we can have everything that we need in our community right here in one spot okay so you can come get your produce you can come get your eggs you can come get chicken you can come get fish and not only that, you can get it cooked and prepared right there on the land. Like an outdoor cooking space where they can come up and purchase the food. See how you can cook, demonstrations. We even do demonstrations now mm -hmm. at United People Market, oh, at the market. Where people can see the food that we're selling cooked. Yes, and yes. Can, oh, I can do that at home. It's simple, you know. Yeah. It's not as hard as you think to cook. Right. It's, it's helping people to get back to our culinary tradition. Oh, yeah. You know. We always have had soul food, and, and soul food is mostly vegetables on your plate. Right. And you might get a little piece of fish or a little piece of meat, but also trying to rebuild those culinary traditions, yes. which is, you know, that's just the way uh, I was brought up. Right, right. right. But the young children... It skipped some generations, yes, and they're right. just eating yes. chips and sodas, and that's one thing that has been very heavy on our hearts. Mm -hmm. so how do we get people to understand this is a very empowering thing if you can actually take control of what you eat? Right. Mm -hmm. It can. It, it it will impact your health tremendously. Right. In every way. In yes. every way. And you're describing an oasis in that food desert, and I I love that whole idea. I hope. I hope you can get that to happen. Have you reached out to the city? Have well, you talked about that? I've talked that? to some aldermen and you know, they you know, they say, Oh yeah, this is a good idea but so people so many people are like farming in the city, in this neighborhood, it's almost like they all automatically wanna shut it down. Oh. But if you think about it, why not? It's land that's sitting here and it's creating trouble right now because mm -hmm. it's vacant and people are just standing out right. and things are going on that shouldn't be there but if we were able to grow there you know and something bring something positive, positive some beauty back and some yes. life because yes. right now it looks so dead yes. some life back into the community things can change you oh. know I love that. We can create jobs, we can uplift people, we can right. start creating a healing and a change. And this whole world really needs a change. It does. It and does. you've tested this out already with what you're already doing. Yes, ma'am. So I would think you could use that as a right. convincing, you right. know. Right, right. Because Absolutely. lives are being yeah. changed. It's great. They really are. Well, and you and I were talking earlier about the Victory Gardens back yes. in World War One, mm -hmm. where the government said, let's put the slacker land to work. Yes. And, and in every city, yes. there is some slacker, slacker land. land. <laughs> and in every city, there are impoverished communities. Yes. Communities without continue to suffer year after year after year right. and it's like those cycles shouldn't be repeating yes. and everything else around us is growing but we're staying the same right you know? so I'm just blown away by what you're doing both of you and I'm so so thankful that you would share your story with us tell our listeners what they can do to help someone like you in their own community to make change um, I would say the most important thing is I guess volunteering time oh. you know and um, sorry, volunteering time is very important because when we're putting in all the work, it's like it's so many areas that you have to touch. Mm -hmm. But if there's only two soldiers mm -hmm. on, the, on the ground or three or four, <laughs> it's like 
it's so hard to touch as many people as we as we should be able to touch because there's so many people without you know and it's like getting the word passed around and educating that this is this is where we need to be this is how we need to move forward you know we always need soil tools um seeds seeds and land and land yes so i mean there's a lot of emphasis where people own lots and land in the city and they're not living there anymore and because of that it's just going downhill and if they I feel like if they're not going to use it they could just donate it to mm -hmm. people who can use it and put it to work that's wonderful yeah well I wish we could like clone you you too <laughs> like multiply you all over the country but thank you so much for what you are doing to make a difference. Yes. It's been a, a pleasure to meet you. You to too, you and thank well. you for the opportunity. Yeah. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Good luck. You can find other episodes of ATRA, Voices from the Field, along with ATRA's other sustainable agriculture resources at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.org dot ncat dot org